Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Let's talk a little bit how minor changes make big differences. When it comes to the beauty of the voice, minor changes do make a big difference. I just wanted to show you and share with you a few tweaks that when I do them, it really changes the way the voice feels and it sounds. So when I'm doing an exercise, I don't know, when I warm up, I always try to find the sweet spot. And when I talk about the sweet spot, I always mean like, where does it sound and feel the best? So when I do any exercise, I'm trying to get into the part of my range to begin with that actually feels the best. And then I try to get that to its sweet spot. So let's just randomly pick any pitches. I'm going to pick my soprano voice to start with, and then we're going to do something non classical okay so let's do this now i can notice like this sound is very edgy it's too brassy it's not warm and it's not tall so i'm gonna tweak that vowel do i want to do an o that was kind of like in between an o and an a right now so what is it that i want to do case what I'm trying to do I'm trying to create as much space for resonance as possible number one is my lips my lips do have a lot to do with like it's like an extension of that resonating space when I move my lips forward a bit to kind of do like the fish lips not literally but when I use them as an extension to where they don't cover when I just kind of let them hang it's like see how it kind of it just makes it really hard to me to overall make a tall sound and um, when I mean my tall is like with lots of vertical space you know even in the back of your throat your pharynx and lifting that soft paddle as much as you can I think it hinders that when I kind of just I'm, I'm kind of paralyzed here so Basically, the only difference between the O and the A mostly is like the lips. The O, they go more forward, and the A, they are more kind of like very round, kind of like resting around the teeth. And on the O, they're kind of forward a bit more. So that's just an example. The next thing is really that pharyngeal space. I can play with it. Now, the larynx is manipulatable manipulatable you can raise it and lower it if you know how to do it but that will have an effect on the sound what we don't want to do is consistently have an extremely high larynx or extremely low larynx the thing is that naturally as you change pitches in your range the larynx will move up and down so lower pitches tend to have a higher larynx and higher pitches tend to have a lower larynx naturally it's like It's not even doable unless that happens. It just naturally happens. However, you don't want to excessively go one or the other direction unless it is necessary, unless you are at the extreme. But even then, if you have like this extremely low larynx and you're pushing it down and you're darkening, that is not healthy either. And that creates strain and not a beautiful sound. Everything needs to be kind of in its naturally relaxed state as much as you can be relaxed when something isn't really relaxed, you know, when I'm singing a high pitch, like, oh, 
say that it's relaxed. It is work, but more on the level of my support and, you know, the breathing mechanism and, and controlling the air that goes outward. It's not so much where it shouldn't be tense and strained like anywhere here. <laughs> yes, the muscles are at work, but we need to use the right muscles. The vocal cords need to, like, we need to relieve them as much as possible. So tweaking a few things such as the larynx position, you know, in, in combination with that pharyngeal space, we want to look for like, what is too dark? What is too bright? What is too narrow? What is too pushed, right? Don't make the mistake to sacrifice beauty for volume. I see that happen a lot, especially among classical singers. You can achieve, a choir too sometimes, you can achieve a seemingly bigger sound by just darkening and lowering the larynx and like, but sacrificing beauty, overtones, brightness, and even a low voice needs to have the bright overtones in order for them to carry over everything else and for it to shimmer, to shine, to really have that. It's like a pulsation on top of the actual pitch, the main pitch that is happening. So we want to be very mindful of starting to listening to details. It, you know, is it edgy? I, I hear a lot of comments like, I sound horrible or, you know, but that is not a description. Is it, is it brassy? Is it narrow? Is it like, That would be very narrow. I, I am not creating the vertical space in the back. My larynx needs to be lower for that high pitch and my pharyngeal space needs to be much taller. I need to lift that soft palate so much more. I need to round it out and create that opening in order for that high pitch. So don't judge yourself by just saying, oh, it just sounds horrible or it just feels so hard and strained just identify what part of that physiology is could be in a positive way manipulated what can you change what how can you try to change the sound by doing little things well, let's go to the more classical world now um to the, to the non-classical world let's go to just a pop kind of sound i am singing there and I am not warmed up now. You want to be as close to your natural speaking voice color as possible. Because when I go here, again, my larynx is too low. I can play with that larynx depending on the sound I want to achieve. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to consistently, like through an entire song, lower it too much or raise it too much. I don't know how I can sing with a high larynx. It also puts a lot of strains on a strain on your vocal cords. So you want to be mindful. How do you find your natural voice color? I mean, there are apps where you could just check your pitch. Like there's a tuner app that you can just, it tells you what is the pitch that you're singing and speaking for that matter. You can have a good clue about what your natural color is by just speaking. Now, speaking includes all things we do with our voice that are not singing. So it could be relaxed and it also could be very excited or like, oh no. <laughs> so this all falls under the category of speaking voice. Could be a shouting voice and a yelling voice controlled, okay? 
But those are the pitches that you could sing in your chest voice. And that's the usually, if you just intuitively do it without overthinking it, that is your natural voice color. So it's like, oh no, 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 no. Well, now I could belt it. Notice when I go down, I, I don't push it as much because on the low pitch, if I spoke that pitch, no, hello, it is quite a relaxed pitch. It doesn't need that much power and force as does this one. <laughs> it resembles what I would do on that pitch with my speaking voice. First of all, keep it in a natural place, probably keeping better resonance because what happens when you do it intuitively, usually you take a breath. Okay, here I want to project. Oh! You actually prepare when you do something intense with your speaking voice. We actually support, right? You don't usually just relax and be like, oh no. If you do something that is intense with your speaking voice, usually your entire body reflects that. Now, we don't want to be too tense, but we do want to use the support muscles. Your core activates. It's like automatic. When you go, oh no, your core is activated. It's almost like, like you're lifting a heavy box or something. How can you lift a heavy box and not use your core? It's not possible. So it's the same with having loud, intense pitches. But draw that parallel to your singing voice. You know, from your speaking voice to your singing voice, there are a lot of similarities, especially in non-classical singing, because we speak in chest voice all day long. And actually, we know exactly how to use our chest voice. I'm using it right now. So if I'm drawing the parallel, I could sing a very relaxed song and this would be in the tone that I'm speaking now. See, this is about the same. Or I could go, yeah, did you see this over there? <laughs> I could yell and shout. And, and, Usually I do a lot of good things. You see how I opened up? Shout. I'm not too dark, I'm not too bright. But your vowel, you know, ooh, yeah, it's dark, very narrow. And then I can go I try to not get too tense by always trying to imagine like what what is my natural voice color and what is the placement that allows for the roundest shape overall that is not just your lips all the way you know on the inside of your mouth, in the back of your throat. We want kind of like a nice round space, not a square space. Keep that in mind. And it's all about experimenting and being brave to go either direction and go try to go to an extreme and go very dark and then go very narrow and bright and see how that changes the sound and feeling of what you're doing. And then try to find that sweet spot, as I call it.